Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, badder, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance, I left my executive role to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of Live Media, I am thrilled to create wellness-based content and technologies to help you level up and become more conscious of your ripple. The Live app launches Christmas Day and you are going to love it. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a beautiful place for us to share our gold, our dreams, and create community. Gold is a Live Media production brought to you from the sound studio at The Space LV. If you've been listening for a bit, you know that the Live app drops on Christmas Day. Well, we have something special in store to celebrate it, and we want you involved. A 12 Days of Christmas giveaway. These are brands we believe in, including Zappos, Lululemon, and the grand prize. Two $500 cash gifts for you to invest in leveling up, whether that's paying down a credit card or investing in yourself. Follow me at ms.janetteschneider and the live movement at loveisviral.media on Instagram to follow the giveaway announcements. Happy holidays. Gabrielle Ortega believes self-care is more than the luxurious treatments of face masks and spa days. It includes your spiritual care, mental health, and setting boundaries. Gabrielle is the owner and founder of Om Therapy Coaching, a conscious life coaching business that aims to help people decode their minds, heal from past wounds, discover their power, and break through to live their ideal lives. Formerly a trauma-oriented psychotherapist, Gabrielle integrates the Western sciences of psychology and neurobiology with ancient Eastern philosophies and practices to create customized programs that focus on whole person healing and wellness. Gabrielle is currently working on her doctorate in clinical psychology at Pacifica University, where she is studying the neurological effects of meditation on trauma survivors. She also sees one-on-one clients virtually from her home in Los Angeles, California. She has been featured on podcasts like She Did It with Sydney Nanberg and is a current featured speaker for the Authentically You Leadership Show with Tia Christensen. Gabrielle will also be launching her first 12-week group coaching program in January 2020 called Rebirth, where she will be guiding small groups of women through their own self-awakening journeys. Gabrielle is considered one of the leaders of the new mental health paradigm and looks forward to changing the way the world approaches emotional and mental wellness. Today, we dig deep into how we can become the biggest, baddest version of ourselves, the self-awareness it takes to get there, and the importance of being radically honest. We have to own how we are showing up in our life and take ownership of the ways in which we may contribute to both our pleasure and our pain. Let's dig in. I'm so excited to have with me today, Gabrielle Ortega. Thank you for joining Gold. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to talk to you today because we were getting right before we started. <laughs> I was sharing with um, Gabrielle that we talk a lot about healing our our past and trauma. And I know that you are trained in trauma um, and you are going for your PhD right now. Um, but I would love to talk about how we connect with that highest best version of ourselves because I think sometimes we are stuck in present anxiety um, or past sadness. And I think it's so positive, especially as a new year beckons that we talk about who we're becoming. So I'd love to, to dig into that with you. And if you could kind of share with me how you walk people through that kind of bigger, badder version. What do we need to do to start connecting to that version of ourselves? 
Oh my God. I love this so much. Um, first of all, I love that everybody's more interested in doing this kind of work right now. Um, I think it's so important because if we're going to have a life that's filled with happiness um, and purpose and we feel just very aligned, then we can walk through any kind of difficult experience with so much ease and grace that it doesn't even feel as bad as it might feel otherwise. Um, and we can go for the biggest kinds of dreams that we probably never allowed ourselves to have in the first place. So this kind of work is really what life is all about because at the end of the day, all we have is our own experience, right? And if we don't make it the best that we can possibly make it, then what are we doing? Mm, I love that. Yes, I, I agree. Hands up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess when I work with my clients, um, the way that we get started in this kind of work is we first really look at self-care. Mm. Um, self-care is, I think it's being thrown around very loosely recently, um, you know, face masks and spa days. And it seems very like, uh, you know, like luxurious. And that is a part of it. Um, but self-care is also very much about your spiritual care, your mental health. Um, understanding how your soul is doing, mm. uh, setting boundaries, you know, making tough decisions, fighting resistance. So self-care is actually like a much more overarching kind of concept because what it is, it's how able are you and how willing are you to put yourself first? Mm -hmm. And I think we live in a society and a culture where we're kind of conditioned to believe that that's selfish or... Um, that you're going to hurt other people by putting your needs first or understanding what you need to be happy or to feel safe and um, secure and fulfilled. And that's really simply not true because we also can't control other people's reactions to things. We can't control their emotional responses to how we care for ourselves. And we also can't control if they're negative responses because maybe we're standing up for ourselves or advocating for our needs and they don't like it. Um, sometimes people won't like the decisions we make for our self-care, but at the end of the day, we're still showing up for our best interests. And that's really the number one thing I like to ask people is, are you showing up for your best interests right now? Mm -hmm. And how are you doing that? And so I usually use a really fun little self-care assessment and they answer a bunch of questions and we go over it and we can kind of see like the different areas where maybe they're doing a really good job and they're very strong in those areas, but there are other areas that might be totally neglected. Um, and that could be a source of anxiety, could be, you know, causing mental distress. Um, Cause at the end of the day, the self-awakening process is also about understanding your mental health and your um, psychology and how to work with what you've got. Um, Cause we're all different. So, so yeah, so I definitely start with the foundation of self-care. Uh, so, you know, some people, I think the trend I've seen a lot, especially with women, cause I tend to work mostly with women, um, is that they have a lot of self-care in the physical aspect, but their spiritual and mental self-care, um, like emotional self-care is like just non-existent. Um, they do things for everybody else, but nothing for themselves. And not even just that, they've never even stopped to ask themselves if they're okay. <laughs> like a very general question, like, how am I doing? I love um, that. I Well, and I love that idea because I, I, you think of self-care and I do, I, I, I reckon, for me, self-care is like I'm taking a nap or I'm taking a bath. And when I do that, it's not because it's luxurious, it's because I need a break. <laughs> I need a brain yeah. break, right? And I, I've never thought of it from the perspective of like spiritual self-care, like taking care of that spiritual part of yourself. And that's not necessarily religion, but that's kind of like your spirit. That's getting into 
your own mindset and the way you talk to yourself. And I love that you brought up boundaries because I think that that's a very important place for us many times to start from because who we have around us as we're navigating that new vision is going to have a lot to say in our success. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for me personally, I had never really been taught about boundaries and I've noticing a lot of other people aren't either. And it's not like a common topic, but it's essentially what you need to do to protect your energetic space. You know, it's not just protecting your physical space, but also your spiritual, your psychological space, not allowing people to cross lines that are not okay with you. Mm. I love that. I'm actually, with my daughter, I wasn't taught boundaries either. I had to learn them after many failed relationships and (laughs) and, and really bad toxic situations. Um, And I learned how to enact boundaries. Actually, I got the biggest compliment recently from a colleague. She was like, you have some very, like, serious boundaries. (laughs) Um, But with my daughter, it's funny because I let her – I let her – provide boundaries and we talk about boundaries in the home and we talk about what they mean Mm. and she's like mommy I don't mind it if you're like you're crazy when it's just the two of us but please don't do that in front of my friends and I'm like boundary received like I've got you I won't do that anymore thank you so we're practicing her ability to set a boundary and recognize what it means to have um, respect to be respected Mm. and what it means for someone to kind of mow down her boundaries and I think that that's I think you and I probably come from a generation where maybe that language wasn't available in our homes mm-hmm. where it wasn't a practice and what I feel like I'm seeing happen is a lot of we're, we're all kind of reparenting ourselves right we're kind of figuring Absolutely. out how to show up in better spaces and better relationships but having mm-hmm. to kind of like deconstruct old conditionings and way of ways of relating to other people Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely think it's a generational thing. Um, You know, I remind my clients all the time that our parents are just people and they're doing the best they they did the best they could with what they understood and knew Mm -hmm. and based on their own upbringing. And we are kind of having this awakening period where we're seeing a lot of people, like you said, reparent and want to explore themselves on a more deeper level. Um, And what's so beautiful is that parents like you are giving your children such a gift of feeling like it's okay to say no, mm-hmm. feeling like it's okay um, if they don't like something to be able to walk away from that. Because so many times we get caught in such toxic situations because of this idea that we have to fix it or we have to be a different person or we have to make it work because if we don't, then something's wrong or broken within us mm-hmm. versus this kind of empowerment position, which is like, you know what, Uh, you're okay, you're a good person, but you're just not for me if you can't respect what I need to be happy and to feel safe. And And I think that's so important with any relationship, including your work relation. I mean, any relationship, friendships, romantic work, family, like that is so key because then you can have real, authentic, safe, genuine connections with people who support you. I love that. I think it's so important. So like basically it's kind of like creating this space of self-awareness so you understand your emotional, mental, and spiritual needs creating boundaries when people aren't stepping into that space at at the same kind of frequency or the same um, intention with the same intention that you are so that they don't affect your kind of your trajectory really right because it's it's almost like you create boundaries not to keep people out but to make sure that your interactions are safe and constructive 
and that you're moving your life forward as opposed to fitting old models or expectations. I think that's a big word too, as I think that we have a lot of expectations on ourselves in any interaction, right? There's expectations. We expect something of others. They expect something from, from us. Um, we have big expectations of ourselves. And I think we almost have to kind of like look at that word and say like, how am I, how am I buying into this model of, mm-hmm. of creating a life based on expectation, mine or theirs? Mm, yeah. Oh, this is a big one. So yeah, we live in a, we live in a society that's very much like, let's be in control. Cause that's what expectations are. It's when you feel like you have control over the outcome of a situation. Um, and the truth is like, I actually dove deeply into Buddhism a couple of years ago and Buddhist psychology. And it was just fascinating because this is a big, um, subject in the kind of philosophy and it's this release of any expectations because suffering is directly tied like spiritual suffering like suffering inside is directly connected in their belief system to expectations and attachments to expectations instead of just allowing things to unfold with kind of you know hope that it goes a certain way but with the perspective that if it doesn't that that's okay too and there's something there to be seen and something there that's worthy that's really powerful and it just was like a knowledge bomb that you dropped <laughs> because <laughs> I think that we have a tendency to, with any belief system, whether it's our religious belief system or it's the way we've been raised, um, that spiritual suffering, we don't even know what to call it, right? We just know that mm. we're not making, we're not making it, we're not matching up with, we're, yeah. we're not good enough and I never thought of it of kind of like a spiritual suffering. Like your spirit is is suffering because you can't hit the bar. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really powerful thing to walk into our kind of our experience with, with that knowledge. Like um, where are expectations and where am I standing within them and where am I creating them, right? Where am I also Mm -hmm. creating them where my old stories are playing out or my old ways of of being a martyr or a savior or what have you, where I'm creating expectations Mm. within my relationships that we can play out some of my pain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it it really is kind of all about also a deeper need for control, Mm -hmm. which is something to look at as well, because, um, you know, it's like, well, what, what are you so afraid of that you need to control the outcome of this so much? And why is it so upsetting when you don't get that outcome? Like what, what is the reaction from? And like you said, um, like past pain, past patterns, things like that, you know, they're all deeply ingrained in our unconscious and like 90% of the time we're like operating from this unconscious place of unhealed pain. And what's interesting is I approach all of this spiritual stuff from a very scientific place. Cause I'm like, I want proof. Um, and you know, they look at the brain and, you know, through different kind of brain scanning technologies, um, we can see that this is, this is a real kind of concept. I love that. Well, and I think, I think people are kind of coming to coming to acknowledge, right, that there's – it's not your one or the other, your science or your spiritual. Like, it's all interrelated and interconnected. And it's just a matter of the language, I think, that you can accept or put around it that feels comfortable to you mm-hmm. so that you can kind of lean into, like, okay, this actually makes sense. There are now – so I work with a developer. We're developing an app right now. And he is a scientist. He's an engineer. And he – I'm we're putting up meditations on the app and he was like I was not okay with it until I saw 
brain scans from like a university that showed and there was like three studies that said that there is scientific evidence to prove that this is helpful and so now he can wrap his mind around it right so I think like the proof is is there and people are coming to it but they're having to figure out their own languaging and I think what's important to me is that I've always felt we have to understand the ground that we stand on before Mm -hmm. we can build because you can build a beautiful castle and then at the end of the day your castle is you're you're wearing this beautiful dress you've got the scepter in hand or whatever and at the same time you don't feel like you're worthy of standing in that space Mm, yeah it's like everything on the outside is beautiful except your insides are not as you know beautiful you don't feel like they are because you're not there yeah You know, I think self-awareness is the other thing I was going to talk about when it comes to this kind of um, self-awakening experience and becoming a best version of yourself. You have to be really aware, uh, and it's painful to do this kind of self-awareness work. I mean, it it means really being radically honest with yourself, not just about the things that, like, have happened to you, but how you may have contributed to the Mm. things that have happened to you. Yes, I love this. Go on, You know, (laughs) calling yourself out on your BS and, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, I didn't treat that person really fairly. And, you know, I kind of yelled at this person I probably shouldn't have or maybe, what you know, whatever you have done, there's shame around that. So it's very, like, shame. And I love Brene Brown. She's, you know, spent her whole life studying researching shame. She's really popular now. But like shame is toxic and it's so painful that our brains go into survival mode and they do everything to keep us from feeling that shame. And so we go into defense mechanisms, right? Like forgetting it ever happened, repressing it, you know, or denying it or shifting the perspective, saying it was the other person's fault and passing the buck and the blame to the other person when really maybe it was us. Mm -hmm. But it's very painful for our brain and our mind to kind of wrap around. So It'll play all these fun tricks on us to make us think, oh, no, it was it was something else. It wasn't us. Mm -hmm. So to actually confront your own truth is powerful because it makes you human. And then there's the elements of self-compassion. They do that after. (laughs) Well, and I think that's when you talk about that truth. So like I love I love that because I've I keep hearing this word fly around and I've gotten frustrated when people will excuse their bad behavior and like I'm just speaking my truth and that kind of frustrates me because I think sometimes people use self-help terminology to excuse Mm, yeah (laughs) like they think that they're sharing their truth but their truth is is like they're kind of it's more like an I'm in an elevated position sharing my truth but I haven't yet accepted responsibility for what what the bad parts of that are. And I was actually having a conversation with someone about this just yesterday where I was like, I have been out of a situation for a year, a partnership, and I can now look back and mm-hmm. reflect and say, I see where my bad behavior was. I have been very good mm-hmm. at pointing the finger and saying, this this made me feel this way. And, th- and instead, now I'm so far removed from it, I can look back and say, I see where I contributed to this Mm. so rather than standing on a soapbox my truth is this is what happened it's more like I love what you how you called it like speaking their truth but also recognizing that there's a light and a darkness to it there's it's not just your truth is a bubble of perfection but you also come with your own expectations and your own bad behaviors Mm. and if you can get to a place where you can take ownership of them I mean that's powerful beyond measure Yeah, absolutely. And then even like once you take that kind of stock and you go even deeper, you can say, well, you know what, if you operate from the framework of I was doing the best that I could, 
with what I had at the time that this happened, then you can explore with compassion, like, well, where does this come from? Why was I so triggered? Mm -hmm. Um, What was it about this moment that made me just behave this way? Because our knee-jerk reactions and responses are all unconscious. So it's when you gain the self-awareness and you look at these moments and you analyze them, then you can start, you take responsibility, but then you bring in compassion and you think, okay, well, where am I hurting? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I because love that. <laughs> that's where it comes from. All kinds of like negative reactions, arguments, um, self-sabotage, like anything that really, in my opinion, in my experience that has happened to people that they feel is like bad or eating away at their happiness. It's like all rooted in this kind of like, well, where's the pain? Today Gold is brought to you by Live Media and the Live app, available on the Apple App Store Christmas Day. We believe that a healthy you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. To that end, we have created accountability features and a platform of curated coaches and thought leaders in a wide variety of areas, all to bring each person to their best self as a whole and healthy individual. We do this through time-proven tools that offer personal accountability, measurable growth, a support system, and community. At all times, live guests have access to an accountability coach or to our network of coaches through email submission. Whether you simply want to goal set with a little support or have a coach provide you a monthly plan, we've got you. The team at Live has worked so hard to provide you something special. And since we love giving gifts and self-development is our thing, what better time to offer a gift to build out your 2020 vision than now? For a limited time, all guests who download the app will receive full VIP access for 30 days. That means goal setting, talks, challenges, and a one-on-one conversation with a Live Method coach to start your new year off right. You can sign up at loveisviral.com, code GOLDVIP. This offer won't last, so sign up now, and happy holidays from the Live Fam to you. Where am I hurting? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's where it comes from. All kinds of like negative reactions, arguments, um, self-sabotage, like anything that really, in my opinion, in my experience, that has happened to people that they feel is like bad or eating away at their happiness, it's like all rooted in this kind of like, well, where's the pain? Mm-hmm. I've seen that play out across relationships. I've seen that play out in the workplace. And it truly is that taking a moment of being like, okay, what am I feeling right now? What is this? Let me poke at it. Let me let me see where the soft spot is before I mm-hmm. before I run off at the mouth because I've I've been known to do that in the past and I've gotten <laughs> to a place where I now take a pause and I'm like, ooh, this is a f-. like I'm so self aware that I can take a moment and be like, okay, this is not a feeling that I like feeling. So either I'm triggered or I've triggered someone else and them being triggered is triggering me back. <laughs> so <laughs> let's yeah. let's have like let's have a, a talk with my my boyfriend refers to it as my process. Because <laughs> I'm always like, I, I need to that. go process. He's like, Are we done with yeah. our process? Are we processing yet? Um But I love that. And I think I think once you have that kind of like, okay, let me take a pause and understand what's going on with me and what I'm carrying with me and what what I can put down, put down with forgiveness and that self-compassion mm-hmm. you talked about. I think self-forgiveness is huge and, and not, there are some things that I have done in my life that I'm so, like when I think about them, I'm like, oh, you know, like you're so embarrassed about and you wish that you wouldn't have behaved that way. But like you said, if you can look at it from a place of I, I, I did what I did because of what was available to me at the time. Yeah. I, I'm an evolved human being at that point. But I think once you have that perspective 
like I believe heavily in visualization. I believe heavily in (laughs) visualizing the future and feeling it into existence. So tell me what your relationship is with that kind of like how do we call in what we really want to to live? Mm, Yeah. So first of all, absolutely do the inner work first, self-awareness. I feel like the universe doesn't give you what you're you're asking for until – you've taken stock and kind of stood in your truth like we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you're thinking about who you want to become, it starts with the real basics. So we adopt our belief systems and our values and our ethics from our family. Their ethics and their values and their belief systems may no longer be the ones you really identify with. We grow, we become different, we have different life experiences that change our perception of things. And I think we're kind of stuck, of many of us, kind of feeling like, well, we have to believe this and we have to like, this has to be our moral alignment. And, you know, like maybe it doesn't, Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have to believe in this anymore. Maybe you can change your beliefs because you experienced something that told you that it's different. And it's really about getting clear about those things. So I tell people, write a list, Um, write a list of all the things that you value, where you place your value in your life. Um, Look at all your different areas. So think about what your values are around family around relationships, around self-love, around career, um, around even finances. I mean, all of that is really important. What are your values? And then what moral and ethical codes do you want to live by that make you feel good? Mm. Does it feel good to do no harm to other people? Well, of course, we're wired for that. We're wired for relationships. So yeah, like if you can avoid it, maybe live by, you know, create your ethical kind of framework and your moral framework for yourself that you want to live by so that you feel, and that's where alignment happens because that's where your soul lives is in those values and those ethics and those morals and the real framework and foundation for who you are. I like that because you also didn't say, like sometimes we make those values and characteristics external, right? We're like, I want to call in a man who is all of these things. As opposed mm-hmm. to saying, but what am I bringing to the table? And what do I also want to embody, right? So I want my mm-hmm. future partner and I to have the values of respect and communication and all of these things. And I, I like that because it's kind of like what what embodied life do I want to lead, not what characters characteristics do I want this other person to have that comes into my life or my boss to have. Or we're also taking ownership of our part in that overall paradigm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's really important and I think very, yeah. very wise. It's it's probably easier to manifest and create from that space than it is a <laughs> list of I want it to be like this. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to even the yin and yang, the masculine feminine energies, right? Like we're very, our culture is very masculine energy oriented. So it's go, go, go. I want this. I call in this, you know, I'm going to go get this. And we're very not used to sitting back in the feminine and allowing things to be called into you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we focus inwards and we, we change our energy and that shifted energy is what attracts those new kinds of people that create those relationships that align with your values. So you don't have to look for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they will come to you, but it has to be from you. You have to radiate the energy that you want to attract. I know it sounds so cliche. No, I believe I 100% believe it. Like once you get to a point and I've I've played with this. this. This has been a practice of mine forever where it's it's I know what I I want, but I'm not going to hold so tightly onto the mm-hmm. vision. I'm going to start living the the belief, the character, the value. Um and then 
you see the people that you want to do business with or that you want in friendship start to kind of show up in, in a variety of different ways, you know, come to yeah. you or um, or create opportunities together. And I think that that's it's, – it's so valuable and it's like that whole like you have to create the life – you have to, to live it and you have to breathe it. You have to become the partner you want to call in. You have to become mm-hmm. the, you know, the friend that you want to have. And once you're in that space of creation, those those people start to come to you. I 100% believe in all of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. What's really funny is that, I you know, I've re- my clients have run into this issue, and me too when I was doing this work, that it feels fake. Mm-hmm. It feels phony because it's like, well, this is not who I have been. And like, you know, who am I to like be this new person? And there's some, maybe some shame around that or some, but it's really just about like fear around change. And it's okay to just be a new person and to live in a different kind of way that calls in this new, I call it an evolution of your consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is, you're going to surround yourself with everybody who's going to like help you keep leveling up and finding that life that means something to you because you know I had a near-death experience like in 2013 it was a horrible car accident and I woke up like two days later in the hospital and I was like I gotta change everything about my life wow uh, it was powerful because I was like I don't know if I'm gonna die in an hour if I'm gonna have an aneurysm or something really bad happens I want to make sure that every moment that I'm alive is a as much I can be as present uh, you know happy and fulfilled and living in alignment as possible. I mean, it's not, you know, obviously it's not possible all the time, but you can create an environment and habits and values and things for yourself. You have the power to create your entire reality. You just have to really be okay with it being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. (laughs) and challenging yourself and just continuing to show up because then you do call in all the things that you, in your soul's deepest core, really, really want. And that's amazing. Well, and that's it. I mean, that's that's huge that you had this near-death experience that really course-corrected, right? It course-corrected you and it caused you to look at the world differently. I've known so many people who've either lost someone or almost lost someone, and it's it's caused them to view life through a different lens where they're like, this isn't – this this isn't – it's not fun to grind. It's not fun to – to just run after things and feel anxious and 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 create worry and uncomfortable relationships because we don't want to do the deep work. Like if I if I don't know what's happening, I want to I want to step into life, you know. And I've had this this really beautiful gift of being with a few family members right before they were transitioning. And mm. some of the advice that they gave me because they they were very aware of the fact that they were passing um, was like, don't get caught in the, the running after things. Don't get caught in the 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 big things work themselves out love each other every single day get caught up in in the things that matter and the people that will be near you when you pass get caught up in living a life worth living not mm. in just the um the it's almost like this forward momentum like we just get into this forward momentum and we just keep going and we allow life mm-hmm. and our inaction creates decisions right just are are just moving things forward and not really paying attention and living life almost kind of recklessly mm-hmm. creates yeah. creates the life that um wasn't purposeful yeah we let ha- we let life happen to us mm-hmm. and we don't let and we don't create it to happen for us yeah. we in that sense we really really we give up our power um and that's so profound because this is exactly what I it's so funny that I tell I tell people this all the time. I'm like, you don't want to get to that place at the end of your life 
where you have any regrets or very few mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves. We're going to be buried in that casket by ourselves. Mm. You know, we're, all we have is our own mind. It, you know, that like that really is, I mean, it's kind of existential, but it's true. Yeah, and, I wrote about you know, that in my book. I was like, no, you, really? you <laughs> enter this world alone. You leave this world alone. Like, don't let the storyline between birth and death be written for you. You know, oh my you, God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think that we feel so obligated to allow other people to influence us because we also like want to be accepted. And that's part of our DNA as human beings, like to survive, we had to be accepted by our tribes. Otherwise we'd be killed and sent out to die and things like that. We have to really go against our kind of natural biological programming mm-hmm. to seek our own existence. And that is, I believe the next evolution of this species is Get gaining such consciousness on a global level that we change how society even works. Because when we're coming from this conscious, healed place, there will be no f- real fighting. I mean, people will understand what they're bringing to the situation. They'll take ownership over it. They understand that the goal is not to hurt somebody else. And I don't know. I just have this very, like, I guess, utopian dream about like thinking that this might be the next kind of evolution of our species, you know, that we're going to get to this higher plane of consciousness that allows us to save the planet, you know, save our mother earth who's dying right now and stop the wars and craziness that's happening in our governments and, you know, just come to a place of love. And I know that sounds so crazy, but I think when people become conscious, because I've I've gone through this process and I know what it feels like. And I'm sure you know what it feels like as well. It sounds like you do Mm -hmm. that. It's very hard to have hate or negativity and operate from that standpoint. And then other then those kinds of things just don't happen um, like war and violence and things like that. So, you know, I really, I think this work is fundamental to even our human race being able to survive. I, so (laughs) I'm like, yes. Um, so I, (laughs) Two things. It's so funny because, like, I know that we can change the way we we evolve, right? So I, um, when I first started out writing, I was very snarky, very sarcastic, very Sex in the City esque. Um, mm-hmm. And as I grew in experience and became a mom and got a divorce and all of these things. I could not even write with that humor. I have humor, absolutely, but it was like it no longer felt right because I was like, that's not – like I actually watched myself and I had another friend who's an author. He's got three published books and he was like, have you noticed that your sarcasm and like your your cynical kind of – it's like going away. And I'm like, I know it is. And I'm like, I feel like I'm a lot more like, all right, you guys don't need this. You get it enough in all of these other media channels. I want it to be a place of it. And it no longer feels like me. But like you are, it's so funny. So you're speaking directly to like what I'm I'm trying to create. Um, yes. Yeah. So I, I'm working with a, a developer. And so we have a media company. We're designing an app. And the whole idea is that if you can come to a place where you're really going inward and the app isn't because we're going to be your guru or your fixer. You don't come to our site to read content because we're going to tell you how to live a better life. We're going to give you the tools to create your own and to go inward, right? And to, mm. to provide you with the opportunities, like curated experiences so that you can work on yourself because once you love yourself, you are adjusting your ripple, right? And so then the yes. people that are in your life, your colleagues, your children, that completely changes the ripple that you have affected. 
if you're starting to look at the world and yourself and the way that you communicate, the way you call in relationships, all of those things from a, a more pure kind of place, from a, a conscious, intentional way of living. And so it's that whole idea of like, let's really fix our ripple. And if we oh, can fix yeah. our ripple, like, can you imagine what we were able to do? I'm like, I told my developer, I'm like, this is like a 10-year plan. <laughs> like, if we can help yeah. fix the ripples of, you know, thousands of people over the course of the next decade, can you imagine the next generation that comes up? Um, oh, so yeah. I totally, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think it's so important that as we're helping people, it is that look backward and I, I get a little heat from people who are like, no, we're supposed to meet people where they are and look forward. I'm like, that's sweet and everything. But if they don't have an opportunity to fully understand their triggers and where they're coming from, they will self-sabotage, right? You can yep. you mm-hmm. can raise consciousness, but we still have some of these kind of things within our DNA that we have to extricate or understand or rewire. There's still some rewiring that's required. And I think once we kind of rewire and we look forward, I think you always have to be in constant communication with that higher version of yourself. Like, I'm afraid of my higher self. She's a (laughs) badass (laughs) and she's like very powerful. And Mm -hmm. um, I hear her talking to me all the time when I'm making decisions. And it's like, stop being fearful. You have to get to me. Like, we're bridging the gap between who you are today and who you're going to be in 10, 15 years so that we're, you know, there's... You're not saying, oh, I can't do that or I don't know or waiting for someone to give you permission, but you're having this constant conversation with that higher vision or version of yourself who who's looking forward to you dropping your excuses, pretenses, and fear so that you can become who you're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, and it's so powerful <laughs> having those conversations. And it's important, yeah, to understand that there are kind of two versions of ourselves. There's the wounded inner child and there's the highest self. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, be, for many reasons, very truly believe that when we're born, we are just pure love. That's all we know how to do. And through the experiences that we have and maybe traumas and different things that happen to us, we experience pain and our brain does some crazy stuff without us knowing to kind of keep us from ever feeling that pain again. And a lot of times, that's where self-sabotage comes from. Um, you know, if you start something and you don't see it through very often, um, that self-sabotage is coming from somewhere. You know, it's either coming from a place of somewhere along the line, I felt unworthy of having success or happiness or true love or safety. And where did that come from? And th- that's recognizing that that's an echo of that experience and not the pure love that is your soul, which is your highest self. So really, in many ways, this kind of raising your consciousness is coming back home mm. and coming back home to yourself. Yes. Um, you're from the from you were when you were downloaded, your soul was downloaded from the universe and like put in a body. Um, yeah. I love that. So one of the, the things I say in the book, too, is you were born perfect. Everything that came next was information. And so yeah. like we're so in line with like I, I agree. I yeah, no, I agree because I think. We are we are told who we are and we have to forget that and we have to come back to that that pure place of I am a creator, I am powerful, I can live the life that I want. It may take a lot of work and unsticking and unhinging and I may have to have some really terrible conversations and go through some really dark work. Um, but I 
I can make those choices. And I've I've pulled myself up off of floors multiple times where mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. This isn't working for me. And it's painful and it's going to cause a lot of problems and it's going to hurt. And But I can't do this anymore. So mm-hmm. there's got to be something better. And I think once you get to that place where you're like, this isn't working – you have to, I think my biggest thing to to people is always like when they're like well what's the first step I'm like you have to commit to yourself you have to make mm. a commitment because I think if you want to get to that big bad version and start communicating with him or her you really have to get to a place where you're like I'm willing to to do the work I'm willing to see my own shadows and accept them and forgive myself and even at times that means ending relationships or having really tough conversations about redrawn boundaries and sometimes it's taking ownership for some really terrible things that you did um Mm -hmm. and I think that's the first thing I always say is like you have to make that commitment and it's not just to yourself today it's a commitment to who you are becoming who you who you can be without all the things people told you about yourself yeah, absolutely. And if you, and a lot of people find it so hard to, to make that commitment. Um, everybody I've talked to that I've worked with, and it's interesting because I always ask them kind of the same thing. Who didn't commit to you as a kid? Mm. Who didn't put your needs first? Did you feel unheard? You know, because a lot of the times committing to ourselves means seeing ourselves fully and showing up for our needs in a way that we've never experienced before. And that can be pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely also looking back for sure. And just ask yourself why, just keep asking yourself why, 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 where is this coming from? Cause nothing that we do, like everything about us, our personalities, we're all programmed. Our minds are programmed and they're programmed along the way, especially during the first seven years of our childhood. When our brain is in a, a hypnotic state, it runs mainly on theta brainwaves. So we are is absorbing everything and we form our identity based on you know, I would say probably the first 18 to 22 years um, of our life experience. Uh, so it is just looking back and accepting that shadow self, that shadow part of ourselves. You know, we a lot of people, and we talk about this in psychology, um, they do what's called splitting, you know, especially if they have a pretty hard childhood experience. And they split, we split into like a good self and a bad self. And the good self is like what we present to everyone. It's, you know, how we feel like we're going to be loved and accepted. We have to be this way. Usually you see a lot of this with perfectionism, um, high achievers, things like that. But there's a completely like a half of ourselves that we totally push aside and reject and hate. And that's our shadow self. And it's the integration of this shadow self into our kind of good self that creates this balance and this sense of self-love and, and understanding. And then you can reach your highest self because you realize that you're a whole human being who's imperfect and that's perfect. So that's exactly what, how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's, it's, it's important work for yourself and for the people you influence. I think that's one of the things too, like especially with parents, like if you, if you share with them, like here's, here's the deal, like – Maybe it's tough to do the work, but you're also influencing your child so they don't have to, right? They're going to have – 100%. Yeah, they're going to have an easier go of it because there's probably less therapy time. Um, (laughs) And I always think of that with my daughter. Like when I would start to share things with her that were coming out in my mom's voice or tone, and I was like, wait a minute, this isn't – I don't want you having to unpack this too, right? So let me unpack it for you. 
Um, and it gave me kind of a, a reason and a purpose to do some really hard work because I was like, I'm raising a human, and that's a pretty important responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure that I'm I'm really conscientious of what messaging she's taken on because in my mind, of course, she was perfect, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm like, you were born perfect, and I'm I'm trying to work on the information. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm gonna oh do God. that. I'm gonna do my my part in all of that. Speaking of of kind of like looking back over. Um, the questions I ask everyone on the on the episode, I want to ask you, if you were to um, look back at a younger version of yourself and give her some advice, how old would she be and what would you tell her? Mm. Never stop dreaming. Never let other people decide how happy you should be. I love that. I love that. Mm. That's really profound. Um, if you were leaving this earth, heading onto a new adventure, and you wanted to leave behind some nuggets of wisdom, some gold nuggets, what would they be? The pain of being unconscious is far more painful than being conscious. Mm. The work is hard, but it's so much more painful to live a life that isn't on your terms than to take that time to heal and do that short, relatively short amount of work to have a life where you feel just so fulfilled. I love that. I think that that's really beautiful because some people talk about like, oh, ignorance is bliss. And I'm like, "Eh, is it? (laughs) That's, there's a lot of pain in there. Um, Yeah. I I think that's one thing I've always shared is that for me, I'm like, it's, it's painful, but the other side offers you so much bliss and a really great toolbox. Like the toolbox you get on this side <laughs> to handle, <laughs> it doesn't mean like life is perfect and things are easier. It means you have a better toolbox and more resilience and um, awareness of self. And I think that's a really beautiful place to create from. Oh, yes. A hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> I love it. I want to thank you for being on today and sharing your gold with us. Um, if anyone wants to find you, where would they go? Yeah. So I mainly hang out on Instagram. Um, I have a really beautiful community there. If you're in the process of self-awakening and you're confused and scared and don't know what's going on, there's 21,000 other people in my community who are doing the same thing and they're super supportive. So come join us. Um, uh, you can find me at at OM underscore therapy underscore coaching. Um, and you'll see me in my picture. Um, and yeah, I have a website too. If you're interested in one-to-one coaching with me, I help kind of walk my clients through the self-awakening process. I also have, um, a group coach, a group coaching program, excuse me, coming out where I boiled down kind of the entire self-awakening process and becoming your highest self, um, into a 12 week course. (laughs) Um, it took so long, but it's amazing. So if you guys are interested in that, um, it's going to be launching in January on one eleven because I love my angel numbers. And um, you can go to my website to find out more. It's um, www.ohmtherapycoaching.com. I love it. Thank you so much for being on today, Gabrielle. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love Gabrielle's reminder to have compassion and to forgive ourselves on our journey. We did the best we could with the knowledge and awareness that we had at the time of past events. Forgiveness and self-awareness are where it's at. You can find her at www.omtherapycoaching.com 
on Instagram at om underscore therapy underscore coaching or on Facebook at om therapy coaching. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget, we have a special VIP experience at loveisviral.com and a big holiday giveaway. Details will be announced on Instagram at ms.janetteschneider and at loveisviral.media. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.